0: Ready? Here we go. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective
1: everywhere you go. Open up your mind, drown out the noise, and see if this connected. this connected what's up fam The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith life and whatever comes along the way to not necessarily agree but be listened to. These conversations of course highlight the perspective of our various guests and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad.
2: Thank you so much, Tony, for that intro.
3: You are so, so welcome. Arnell, you have never looked so pretty in my entire life. Are you, uh... Let me check your ring. Oh, you are taken. Darn. No, this is Bethany. This is not Arnell. And this is the first this connected podcast episode without Arnell, as far as my knowledge. But don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. We are just as cringy as Arnell. Um, if we not are, cringier. If not cringier. <laughs> we are trying to do two cameras today. I don't know if it's going to work. If you, you'll, you'll be watching this on, on YouTube, for those that watch YouTube. And uh, you'll tell me if, uh, if I ended up getting both videos to work and the audio. Otherwise, it might not be a very good quality video, which you were figured out by now because you're watching it. Or you could be one of those people that don't watch the YouTube version, which I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just the 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 podcast producer, Tony, and um, I, I, I produce the YouTube version. So you should, should definitely be looking at the YouTube version opposed to just the audio. Anyway, um, Oh, uh, this is uh, an Arnell thing that he always says. Um, so why are we here? Why are we here? Why are we here, Bethany?
2: I don't know. <laughs> We're here to take over the podcast.
3: Yeah, and then I never have a response to that question because I don't know where he's going with it. And uh, we never rehearse. And you know what? To keep on the tradition of Disconnected, we didn't rehearse this neither. So um, let's just dive right in here. Um, I know we talked about... Um, the honeymoon. We 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 got married.
2: We did. And you
3: are not our now. Um Thank God, thank the Lord. Um, I I shared my little piece of what I learned on uh, in Hawaii. Uh, did you learn anything from in, uh, in our time in Hawaii?
2: I did, um, but I think you already touched on that. Uh, but I learned a lot about you. Wait,
3: wait before you we know. get to that. <laughs> Do you agree? I don't know where you're going with that, but do you agree uh, that it's pronounced Hawai'i, right? It's Hawai'i.
2: It's Hawai'i. <laughs> Is that? I don't remember them pronouncing it like that.
3: Hawai'i. Yeah, when we okay, so when we went to the Luau, they were like, "Welcome to Hawai'i," and I was like, "Is that how it's pronounced?" I didn't know that's how it's pronounced the whole time, and that's how it's pronounced right? Sure. So what did you learn from me?
2: I learned about you.
3: Yeah, what did you learn about me? I learned
2: me? a lot about you, don't you? <laughs> I learned that you don't like when the room is too cold at night. <laughs> yeah.
3: <clears throat> yeah. Um, we'll get into that. That actually covers a question that we'll get to. Um, so we, could, we can move on from that. Was there anything else that you learned? Yeah. What? um
2: i learned how to get a mobile doctor to oh come to yeah. your hotel room
3: i didn't know that that was a thing i knew that doordash <laughs> and uh, uber like it comes to you right mm-hmm. um you could instead of having pizza you could have a medical doctor they'll give you shots and not the good kind
2: no the <laughs> painful ones yes but helpful so just to give a backstory um i was sick on our honeymoon and um my lymph nodes were very swollen and i had a Really bad body aches and headaches. And so um, maybe this is TMI, but whatever. <laughs> it's authentic. Um, I started uh, developing pests on my tonsils. And so typically that's indicative of strep throat, which uh, requires an antibiotic. So we. <clears throat> Urgent cares in Hawaii closed very early.
3: As the rest of the city. So. <laughs> the city's closed like. What? there's no nightlife after like eight
2: it depends on where you are but where we were located there was no light, nightlife <laughs> so over here in california i can go to an urgent care at 10 o'clock at night over there they close at like six seven so i'm like oh my goodness what am i gonna do so then i was able to research and i found a mobile doctor and they determined it was not strep throat thankfully or covid we did not have covid um, mm-hmm. But it was just something viral, and so they gave me uh, two very painful steroids uh, shots to help with the pain. And I watched <laughs> and cringed the entire time. Uh, Tony,
3: Tony passes out at the sight of blood.
2: <laughs> but you were strong. You were you, strong too. You were strong. You, you watched from afar, and and I,
3: and I gave you moral support. <laughs> from the other side of the room
2: (laughs) but thank you tony thank you for being such a supportive husband and that was the first night of the honeymoon right this no it was the first no it was this second it was the second are you sure pretty sure yeah so it was very early on but
3: because we were there for seven days for context right seven
2: yeah yeah,
3: yeah. We know how to tell stories.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. So this is
3: really weird without our carrying the, uh, the way. The uh,
2: transitions. Yeah,
3: Ed, well, he, he doesn't have good t- transitions. Either. This is our opportunity to roast him. Aww. I say, know, Aw. I wonderful. Like, don't, what? <sighs> See, this is, this is, or now. this is why you need to roast her more so that, <laughs> so.
2: I can, I can be tainted. <laughs> yeah,
3: because right now she's defending you and it's kind of not fair. Okay, so, um, did you have anything more to say about that or you want to dive into can, the questionos?
2: We can, Because
3: uh, I think these are actually going to take us through, um, you, you want me to just start them though?
2: Yeah. Um, okay,
3: uh. Let's go with the f- easiest one. Um, I'm just going to keep them all anonymous. Um, anonymous says, okay, okay, hear me out. Who comes first? Not the chicken or the egg. Who comes first, your mom, your partner, or your daughter? All right, that's who comes first in terms of... I, I guess this is really, to me, in, um, but would you like to...
2: I would say your spouse.
3: So, your partner?
2: Yes. Your spouse.
3: Why? Well, okay. What what do you you say
2: here? So, obviously, a spouse is different than, you know, a courtship, right? When you... What? Oh, why are you smiling?
3: (laughs) You know, you and Arnell say the word courtship, and I don't think that's as common of a word. Okay, so when you're dating. Okay, we'll
2: get more into what they use in the vernacular when you're dating somebody oh my gosh I almost pulled my Um, (laughs) mouth um you know that's not it's so much different than a sacramental union you know when you get married in the church you become one with your spouse and you know you're you are saying like I am prioritizing you um so, therefore, you know, when you have children, I mean, obviously they are so important and you raise them with your spouse. That is a team effort. Um, but children, they grow up and then they move out and they go live their life, right? Then the cycle re- repeats and then you get married and they, then you're left with your spouse, right? And, you know, we can, you know, referring to like our parents, you know, the Bible, <laughs> You know, answers that for us. It says a man leaves his parent. I'm paraphrasing because I'm not good at quoting scripture. But you know, essentially, you leave your parents to become one with your spouse. So,
3: amen. I, I would say um, a Catholic dad always told me to be blessed and be third, so God's first. So, none of the above.
2: Oh my goodness got him okay no um that's not what i was asking stop it that's a cop out stop it
3: <laughs> no uh yeah i agree uh i think it would also be the uh the spouse um that's part of the reason why we say vocation right uh vocation to marriage that that is your uh, call um and not only that but i think it's very similar to a um the analogy of the airplane, please put on your, your oxygen mask first before helping. And if we're going to say that the two become one, well, then putting on that oxygen mask would also be putting it on with your spouse. Um, because then if, if you don't have a strong dynamic there, well, then everything else will trickle down, right? And that'll trickle down to an unhealthy, um, relationship or, you know, the ship going down with the entire family, including your, your daughters, your sons. Um, and yeah, going back to what, uh, Bethany said, yeah, I agree that, um, like the scripture passage at our Wendy, uh, that we leave our, our, our parents, right? Um, so
0: yeah, I don't,
2: I don't have anything else to add. Good question. You did, uh,
3: better than I could, um, Want to try what were some early cha- early challenges oh, in your dating <laughs> relationship with your spouse? So, were some early challenges of dating the Polaroid youth <laughs> ministry?
2: It's funny because we were talking about this before. Um, I think one of the challenges is I think uh, conflicting schedules because I work um, a day job and obviously you work for the church primarily with the youth and as you know um that's pretty much at night <laughs> um and so it's funny because that was you know that was challenging throughout our relationship are you okay? Can
1: you take my breath away.
2: Oh okay. <laughs> uh you just can't drink. <laughs> um so I think it's funny because I felt like it was easier for me when we were dating to deal with that but when we got married and I mean even though we've been married for less than a month it it's more difficult <laughs> because now I come home and you know I lived with my parents prior to living with you and so I had a family now I come home and it's difficult because my husband's not there you know and so I feel like even though it was somewhat of a challenge when we were dating um and like trying to coordinate like oh let's talk on the phone oh let's zoom and then we can only zoom for like an hour because I'm like I have to go to bed because <laughs> I'm exhausted um but I think it's become more of a challenge since we've gotten married than before so what about you
3: um i think some challenges in our dating was i mean to take it a step back was also we dated our whole time dating was in the middle of a brink of a pandemic so obviously trying to find time um even a space to date i mean a lot of the dates was just being in the car and talking which is i think that was a blessing in disguise because that was that allowed us to um, get to know each other more um, and talk about our lives and our past and, and stuff faster than you know like i always use the example of the the movie date a movie date is great But you don't really get to know the person, right? And in a context of a date where all you really have to do is just talk with with one another, you get to know each other a lot faster because you start talking about, you know, personal things and that's that nature. Um, I would say the biggest challenge I had dating was um, just that I I always felt uncomfortable (laughs) because of my uh, anxiety. Um, and I don't know about you, but that, that lasted for, I don't know, at least six months of dating you, uh, still uncomfortable.
2: And we got engaged after seven months.
3: (laughs) No, I I guess since meeting you in person or even before that, um, so knowing you for six months um you know like going out and hanging out um just being jittery and like oh i don't want to say this thing i'm talking about literally being able to have a normal conversation and not like having that little thing like oh should i say it like this or not word it like that uh i don't know if that's a relatable thing but like that's what goes on in my head for like the first six months of knowing you was uh, the little like those little that that little thing in your voice of like always second guessing yourself and the anxiety that comes with that um so i'd say that
2: you so. know you know what now that you bring that up i do recall having the, like very similar levels of anxiety and <laughs> before, like when i first met you now met you we weren't even dating i met yeah, you that's in what I'm person about. i was six would, months of
3: knowing you yeah not dating but- from the first time meeting you in person, then six months in. Mm-hmm.
2: I would buy <coughs> a new outfit before meeting, like, going out with you. Like, even before we were dating. I did, too. Like, <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was so bad. Like, one time, it was before we, we were going to go out on a hike. And I went to Target at, like. Seven, 8 in the morning to go buy new things because I was so paranoid I was like this is just so bad but I was like oh my gosh I just have to look the best for him <laughs> like that's how bad the anxiety was um and that's just being me being vulnerable right now <laughs> I don't recommend that but <laughs> that's how bad my anxiety was I was like oh my gosh I just have to look the best for him uh-huh. So, but now that that's kind of subsided, I'm just like, <laughs> sweatpants, <laughs> no makeup.
3: You know, you guys should really, those that are maybe in the dating, or even those that are married that look back on their dating life, you should tell us if we're just crazy or if that's a relatable thing for, for both of our perspectives.
2: And be honest. I'm being <laughs> vulnerable. Be real. I'm no, being honest. I was being I honest too. No, I believe you, but...
3: <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> uh catholic dating tips for guys and gals i mean i feel like that's a whole episode catholic um,
2: dating tips
3: pray with one another would be like pray with classic. one another
2: but make sure that your relationship with god is intact first you know, like, I think it's so cute. Like, I had to pray together, make sure you get a mass together. Like, I get it. We get it. We're Catholic. That's what we do. But we always have to make sure that, man, I'm so abrasive sometimes. <laughs> but you have to make sure that your relationship with Christ is intact because your spouse isn't going to make that better. That is a personal relationship with you and between you and God. And your partner, is supposed to, you know, it's supposed. To, what am I trying to say? I'm losing my words. Your partner is supposed to kind of. What am I trying to say, Tony?
3: Um, I mean, you, you're, you, can't. It's not your partner's responsibility for you to have a relationship with God. It's your pon- sponsor, uh your spouse's responsibility or partner's responsibility to help your relationship with God. But you can't. You have goes back to the prayer thing. If you don't pray, if you don't talk to your partner, you don't talk to God, you don't have a relationship with God, and and your partner or your spouse can't do that for you. Um, so you need to have that relationship prior to. But you know what I was going to say? <laughs> Guys, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Adoration is a good date with your partner, with your boyfriend and girlfriend.
2: Yeah, but again it quickly becomes don't idolize your partner. Like it's like what? if you're in adoration and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm in adoration with him or her and like that's literally all you can think about then I think you're idolizing your
3: Well no, I mean just like any other distraction you have to there's you should always have your heart mm-hmm. That's like the same as mass, you should have your heart fixed on, on our Lord. Hmm. But as Arnell said, I do think uh, we did, we have done a lot of dating talk on the podcast. So go ahead and scroll through the other ones for an uh, in-depth answer of all that good stuff. <clears throat> um, where to find a good Catholic spouse? Asking for friends
2: through the Ministry Formation Institute through the uh, San, Diocese of San Bernardino.
3: would you like to explain why you just said that (laughs) they don't get
2: it yes because that is where um tony and i met so um long story short we met through the parish minister's formation program which is offered through the mfi um you know through our diocese and so it's a blessing because i know covid there was a lot of pain in, you know, throughout the pandemic, but there were a lot of blessings, and one of them was that because PMFP is typically offered in person throughout the different vicariates in our diocese. Well, because we were all on Zoom, <clears throat> the whole the class was um, like all of the vicariates were together in one class, and so um, you know. Praise be Jesus Christ. You know, that's how we met because we wouldn't have otherwise because we were different vicariates, And so, um, yeah, so I think it's lovely. Um, But I didn't go there looking for my spouse. I went there to learn more about Christ and our faith. But God was like, no, you guys are going to meet each other. (laughs)
3: It's just like mass. You don't go to receive, but how good is God? He gives. Oh. You know what? Just, I'm going to pause really quick. If you, if you guys are wondering um, if Bethany's wearing, um, like, a tattoo or uh, she's uh, uh. looking like, uh, what's that, the, the guy from The Hangover, the boxer?
2: i never seen that movie.
3: Just the boxer guy with the tattoo on the face. I don't know. <laughs> I'll put the picture up when I can remember. I'll just pop it up there. Um. Was, she has face paint.
2: Yes, I went to my niece and nephew's <laughs> birthday party. So, anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Gosh, what's his name? It's Jeff Beard Pre-K <laughs> pods.
3: No, I got this. I got this.
2: Uh, we, we will see.
3: Mike Tyson. I knew that. All right. Um. What was the question? Now I'm drawing a blank.
2: Oh, where to meet. Okay. okay. Oh,
3: like we said in the very first, one of the most uh, rather popular episodes, um, young adult ministry.
0: Yeah. I know.
3: I know. I know. It shouldn't be. A going, going back to the mass and adoration example, that shouldn't be a reason to go. But, I mean, that is where they meet. The watering hole of catholics that are young
2: oh and that um <laughs> there was the other ministry at saint oscar merrill they were they met their spouses and now they have cu- couples for christ and it's like singles for christ that's also they have singles for christ and we um interviewed some lovely uh, married couples for um the synod and they met in Singles for Christ, and now they help facilitate Couples for Christ, so it's very beautiful. Um Also, online, we know some people who met, like, through Catholic Match or other Catholic dating sites. So, if that's your thing, then go for it.
3: Are we answering that one?
2: <sighs> Which one? That one? I mean, we can if you'd like.
3: All right, let's answer this one.
2: moving on next question
3: how is married life keep it real
2: oh that question (laughs) how is married life tony why don't you answer that first
3: all right well i didn't want it to come out here in public (laughs) uh it's surreal and um i still think about it like i'll just be walking or driving and just be thinking I don't uh, I don't believe it's going what's going down I don't believe that we're actually married and stuff um, yeah I, I'm more of a, at a surreal stage than uh, being able to really process anything at this point I'm still at a disbelief <laughs> <laughs> that I got answered a miracle yeah. that's, that's literally the answer I right think
2: Um it is very surreal you know yeah like you said god really answered a prayer um and it's really lovely because i think the sacrament itself it's i mean obviously all sacraments are transformative but man that after we got married i felt like and this again real talk I hate cleaning. <laughs> like, I hate cleaning so much. But, like, even doing, like, the little things around the house. Like, oh, I know Tony will be happy if I put this away. Or if I clean this. And it's, like, this desire, you know. Even though I hate clean, Like, I, I detest it. <laughs> but, like, I'm like, I want to do that for Tony, you know. And it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think God really instilled that in my heart after we got married. I mean, I'm still like not the best. Like, I'm not like full on on my knees <laughs> mopping the floor yet. But <laughs> but like those little things, like you want to like you. I just want to like s- serve and like I want to make you happy and and if that you know entails doing something that I. The test and so be it and yeah um so that's like the beautiful thing about marriage um what about he said to keep it real what has been some difficulties you know like transitioning to married life if there have been any challenges
3: mm. um gosh i don't know I'm not sure.
2: (laughs) The only thing I can think of is that you complain that there's hair all over the bathroom.
3: (laughs) Guys. Guys, you need to understand this. She's only been here for a short time, and the vacuum is just... It doesn't rotate anymore, because it's just filled with that color hair. Our hairs are different colors, so it, and we're the only ones that live here. Is, is her hair? Yeah. <coughs>
2: um.
3: I guess the only thing that I would say is um. And I guess this is where prayer comes into motion, but uh, yeah. Just uh, going back to my original answer that it's surreal. So, um. I'm struck with disbelief, and with disbelief comes with the question um do i deserve this and um, hmm. um am i worthy enough will i step up to be the the joseph that i strive to be <laughs> she's wearing the saint joseph Oh yeah,
2: Saint joseph.
3: um that i bought her
2: terror of demons oh, it's yeah, yeah
3: so saint joseph pray for us um yeah i i would say that that's that's my biggest uh challenge but honestly again it's only been a few weeks uh hasn't even been a full month so
2: that's still i think a lot of people struggle with that and i think sometimes um again when you're striving for holiness and for sainthood sometimes somebody likes to throw a wrench in that and Kind of deter you from truly accepting the blessings that God has given you, and tries to make you feel unworthy when that's far from the truth, you know. And so, that's I think a lot of people struggle with that. And and I think sometimes I think I read it somewhere um, that people tend to put like I don't know how I don't, I don't know how to describe it as the article explained it, but it's like, you know, Mama Mary is on a totally different level, (laughs) you know, so guys, if you're looking for like, I want my wife to be just like, you know, the blessed mother, you know, we're all sinners, you know, (laughs) Mama Mary was pure and free of sin, Um, you know, and St. Joseph, you know, he's so obedient to God and, and, um, you know, even he needed guidance, right? <laughs> because at first he wanted to quietly divorce Mary, but God, you know, guided him and sent him the angel to say, like, no, you're going to do this. And then he sent the angel again, like, okay, you're going to take him to Egypt. And so he was just, he was obedient to God. <clears throat> so I think one thing we can take away from Saint Joseph is that obedience, like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing. And, you know, I don't know why this is, you know, you know, like, we don't know what we're, you know, what this is for, but you know what, I'm going to be obedient to you, and God, and Saint Joseph always knew that God loved him, so, and we'll, would protect him, so, um, I just think reminding yourself of that, it's just like, we're just going to extract that from Saint Joseph, you know, yeah. like, you're not going to, I mean, hopefully, you're not going to have to take our family and flee to Egypt or something, but <laughs> we can <laughs> you
3: know um for our long time listeners obviously don't uh it's it, it's no um no secret that i uh i don't hold a lot of confidence in a general setting so obviously this is um i mean this is the most intimate most um vulnerable thing i've ever experienced and that is that is marriage is that's the most vulnerable thing you can do i mean you're um you're putting yourself out there. You're mm-hmm. you're being one. Your mind, body, and soul, right? Um, so that means um, even those ugly secrets. I mean, you really should be just being vulnerable with one another. And um, yeah, I think um, I think actually, I think that would probably be the most challenging. And, and I mean, obviously, I think the vulnerability and that sort of thing has been there uh, <laughs> before the last few weeks um Mm -hmm. but you know uh a trusting relationship and and opening yourself up that's that's probably the the biggest challenge and
2: i feel like we've been out of like you said i think that being vulnerable i think has been the strongest part of our relationship because um you know aside from all of the anxiety like I was very upfront with you since the beginning, you know, and if I feel a certain way, like, you know, like if I feel, if I seem irritated for some reason, like I tend to like let you know, like this triggered an old wound, (laughs) you know, and like, I'm like, I want to be honest with you. And, um, you know, and I think I feel like that's been reciprocated as well that you've been vulnerable to me and because it was like you know aside from getting dressed and buying new outfits that emotional vulnerability has always been present um and so i think that's what really made this relationship work
3: yeah every time it's not easy for me <laughs> No,
2: no, every not. time
3: it's not easy um having those difficult conversations in terms of uh you know, this actually got under my skin, um, because this happened to me in my past, and, um, it's still kind of, it's like poking the, the, the wound that's there, that's pretty, that's pretty much healed, it's still a sensitive subject, it's still a sensitive area, um, yeah, that, that's always difficult, so I, I don't know if that even, um, brings any comfort in that's relatable to people Mm -hmm. if that is um
2: because i think sometimes (laughs) you know we don't i mean i feel like sometimes we're so afraid of confronting that with our partner it's like well what are they gonna think or am i going to push them away you know, or are they going to think differently of me if I tell them this? Because I think that was a fear. Like, oh, I think he's going to, like, I think he's going to think differently of me if I tell him this. Like, I literally thought that. Like, when we first, like, when we first, we were dating, but we weren't yet, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. And I remember disclosing something to you. And I remember thinking, he is not going to want to date me after I tell him this. And uh, like I was so scared, like I was praying to God. I was like, "God, please, you know, help me." Like I know I have to tell him, you know, and just help me. And I'm like, oh, "It's okay, Lord, if He wants to not continue with this, it's okay, God. It's okay." Like even though God's like, "No, it's not okay. You're not gonna be okay." But I was like, "Just, Lord, help me." Um, and then I remember telling, like, disclosing this to you and being just completely upfront. And, um, you were, you know, you took it, you were okay, you know, and you were very kind, um, and compassionate after I told you. And, um, it was actually that night (laughs) when you asked me to be your girlfriend. (laughs) I was like, Jesus!
3: The way you tell stories.
2: (laughs) That's literally what went through my mind. You know, because I literally was just so set on, okay, this is the last time we're really going to hang out. Um, and then I remember thinking, oh, oh CMFP had already ended, yeah, by then. Uh, PMFP. And then I was like, if I see him in CMFP, then we're going to be in a class together for three years. Damn, and- <laughs> think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> wait <but> yeah so <laughs> ridiculous. yeah I literally every scenario that could happen ran through my mind because that's how I function and so yeah and so I mean and look at where we are now so if this person you're afraid of being vulnerable with like treats you different poorly or it's like, well, whatever, you know, like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that, then it's like, okay, then maybe this is not the person that, you know, I should pursue a relationship with because you were, like, you showed me that, you know, and to be honest, I would listen to, um, I think we're kind of deviating from the topic now, but I remember, like, listening to famous Catholic couples, you know, who use their platform, and they're like, my spouse, this, blah, 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 your spouse isn't going to do this, or like, or like, when, um, particularly, um, but very famous Catholic couple that speaks together, I don't want to say anything, but like, I remember being so like,
1: we know.
2: (laughs) I remember watching it, and I think a lot of you, I think people feel this way, and I'm going to be honest, I remember watching them, and then them talking about their relationship, and I was like, "That will never happen for me. That is ridiculous. I hate that they talk like this so publicly and give people false hope." And like, that's truly how I felt because I was so me too. <laughs> like, I was so <laughs> scarred, you know. I said, "This will never happen to me." <clears throat> and then, yeah. and now I'm that person. Now I'm saying, "No, that that happens because that happened with you." You know, and I'm just like,
3: well, (laughs) so when I was posting the wedding pictures, there was someone that approached me, um, that said, you know, you should probably not be posting this much because you're going to make the single people sad. And I don't know if that person was kidding when they said that or not. Well, here's what I do know. I have been on the other side. Um, I have also been very upset with uh, those types of videos that Bethany's referring to. And... Um, I guess all the only thing I could say to all of that and that emotion and if someone's watching this and experiencing that similar emotion is... Um, it's God's timing. And that that might not be matching your timing and and i don't say that in a way that uh i'm not sympathetic of it i'm saying it because when i think back and my heart stirs in that emotion of you know when's my time and why isn't my relationship looking like this or like that um it it does come down to um god's got this um and and it's hard to believe that at all moments and it's okay not to believe that in all moments um but that is what you should believe and that is um what you you should be uh, residing your heart in and your prayer in is that GSI i trust in you right um and even sidebar even going further down the rabbit hole i mean that's that's the huge thing that i would say as i've said before uh why I fell in love with Bethany was the divine mercy, which is the heart of Jesus. I trust in you, those words, um, which I don't find that, uh, to be a coincidence. Um, so that is my, that is my Catholic dating tips right there. We'll go back to that question is Jesus. I trust in you should be your yeah. motto.
2: And I thought of the same thing because <clears throat> I posted a lot about the wedding. And to be honest, like, I felt like, like, I don't know. I don't want to share my testimony because I don't, right now, because I don't feel like it's an appropriate episode, but um, like, I didn't feel like I deserved any of what I had, you know, and um, when I was posting these things, I was like, I don't want people to look at this and be jealous Right. I want people to look at this and say, if God can do that for them, <laughs> these sinners, these very awkward, you know, anxious people, if God can do that for them, imagine what He's going to do for me.
3: Right. And and don't fill that blank for yourself. That's for God to fill. You know, um, your relationship. With people who look differently. Um, what your heart wants uh, at this moment might be different from what God wants, and you might um, follow that at some point. You know, a long way of saying like, although you might be looking at someone's post and or, or just people out in, and about. I remember just, <laughs> I remember when I would go to the mall and saw people holding hands. At one point in my life, I was just like, ah know. Yeah.
2: um <laughs> or how many novenas i prayed to saint anthony to saint joseph uh to saint anne i'm like i prayed all of the novenas
3: <laughs> yeah but what i'm what i'm saying is is you can do all that right but gs i trust in you is the heart of it because what you envision might not be what god has bestowed upon you right and that goes from vocation to maybe even just the type of person that you want Mm -hmm. right so so be flexible and docile to the holy spirit so that spirit can guide you to god the father's vocation and not your own Um,
2: and god knows what's on our hearts but the thing is is that he knows our hearts better than we do so we may think we want this but god's like no you truly want this and um and i know it's hard i was you know i was patient and i wasn't patient i wasn't really patient at all i was a lot of tears to god and (laughs) i'm not patient god no i'm like sorry lord i just want to be i just want to be transparent because i'm like i know how that feels i know how it is to look at those instagram posts and feel like Stop saying that! <laughs> I don't want to see that anymore! That was <laughs> yeah. um, so... Yeah. You it's know, hard.
3: You know what I think what it comes down to? Is our... The <laughs> the challenge of dating from us. I think this is what it sums down to by talking about all this. Is that we both have... I don't know if insecurity would be the word, but... Yes. But, <laughs> but uh, definitely... <laughs> But definitely our own um, perceptions of ourselves, yeah. and fear that that is reality. Would that be fair?
2: Yes, because we have, we yeah. ha- and we and, have.
3: and battling that within our own minds. I think uh, the biggest thing is just always thinking that what our that negative perception is is reality, and it and it well, more we- than often ninety percent of the time, wasn't it?
2: We have, like, we have, like, negative self-concepts.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> like, very But negative. it's never
3: about the other person.
2: No, it's about yeah. ourselves. And I think the biggest battle is within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, because yeah, it's like, I remember when we first started dating. And it was like, he's going to think I'm lame. He's going to think I'm nerdy. He's going to think I'm immature. He's going to think this. And I feel that way about myself. So why wouldn't he feel that way about me? Same
3: thoughts know. I had, almost exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, on that bright note, you ready the for the question? next question? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: okay. When people ask me, like, like in real life, like, if they were to ask me, what are some dating tips? I'd be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing whatever I'm doing.
3: <laughs> I can... That's a whole other upset. On, on that one. Anyway. Uh, should non... Uh, excuse me. Should non-married couples take extended trips together? Go for it.
2: Hmm. So... I feel like there is no definitive yes or no with that. It's... I mean, if you are traveling alone with your bro- boyfriend or girlfriend yeah i'm gonna be honest you are opening the door to temptation and you are running that risk um what would you say i mean what would you
3: um say? i would say This is one of those questions where I don't think it's a definitive answer because it comes down to the conscience of each individual's heart, Mm -hmm. their vices, their um, self-control, their uh, spiritual lives. I I think every single person, it depends on their own. Um, Obviously, uh, we do want to not place ourselves in a place where we know ourselves and we know that, that we will be tempted um so it comes down to the individual so that comes down to um when you place yourself in that situation what does the next thought come I, I guess that that's the best way I can say is um um don't don't put yourself like uh, Bethany said don't put yourself in a place where you're going to feel like you're going to be tempted um because we are all human and we're all going to be tempted in general um so why why place yourself Why place the starving person in front of a nice juicy pizza, you know? If you're not allowed to eat that pizza. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) moving (laughs) on. I think that was the last question. Um, Anything else else to add to this? (laughs) We're keeping that in, I don't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I stand by what I
3: said, bro. I stand by it. I was... Okay, I was actually... (laughs) I feel like I have to explain. I was thinking about... Have you guys seen the... I forget what it's called, but it's like the kid... Uh, with the is it a cupcake or a cookie or something or they place well, the in is the
2: marshmallow oh, the marshmallow yeah. thank you yeah
3: i was thinking of that
2: it's about instant gratification right, right. Yeah, yeah. and
3: it's a similar concept don't play like you're placing the temptation before you therefore um you're gonna be more inclined to to grab it yep anything else to add um, right, I think after that good laugh I think I'm done
2: yeah that was <laughs> this, if you have any fun. if you have any questions comments concerns or um please forward them to our now because it's Dad. his
3: fault it's <laughs> his fault if, if there's any things that we had you had problems with what we said blame Catholic.dad um, it's yes. completely his fault I want to just 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 so we're clear just for my conscience. It is his fault. <laughs>
2: hey, no, you know what, though? Okay. And Ooh. jokes aside, Arnel has been such, he has played such a significant role in our relationship, especially throughout our engagement. Um, I'm just going to shout him out because he is truly selfless. Um, before the wedding, I was I was sick. Um and I you know he's he was like what do you need and I said you know what I think I do need this this and this and like at the drop of a hat he acquired those things for us and he has prayed for us he has guided us throughout our relationship and you know he is our wedding sponsor so he's ning nong, <laughs> and um, you know that's like a godfather in the philippines um and so he is truly selfless an obedient servant of god and for that we are truly thankful and we thank him for this podcast giving people a voice giving people from all ages you know because sometimes people tend to only listen to older people or you know but he gives the youth a voice and um, he's had so many wonderful young priests, young priests. And that's so remarkable because that's what our young men need. They need these examples of what a man of God is like and what it means to be young and pursue, you know, the priesthood. And I'm like, why are you laughing, Tony? You're smirking and you make me uncomfortable when you do that because you make me feel like I'm saying something stupid. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Anyway, anyway, we thank you, Arnell, um, because you are living out what it means to truly be third. And so, with that, Tony, give the closing.
3: Well, we are now. If you guys still have a problem, though, it's, it's his fault.
2: <laughs> Catholic.dad50.gmail.com. <at> yes. <laughs>
3: That's right. That's right. She remembered. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. As, as I'm just going to say this. Arnell, just like you said at the end of our toast, you're a huge reason why uh, me and Bethany are together. So thank you for that. You, you worked with God to allow this miracle to happen. That's crazy. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so Arnell, Bethany, and I will be praying for you. Please pray for us. And as always, live a life of holiness, be blessed, and be.
1: Different points of view, and highs and lows, a new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown out the noise. Different generations of the girls and boys. So sit back and relax. This cat the podcast don't overreact. If the thoughts are abstract, when it's hosted by Catholic Dark Dad, who knows what's gonna happen? Hey,
0: what's up, fam?
1: Different points of view and highs and lows, a new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown out the noise. And see if this connected
0: What's up, fam? Generations and situations about fate, life, and
1: whatever comes about. Respect, runaway thoughts like a runaway train. Break into conversation like links of a chain. Make a Hail Mary pass. Hope this connects. Have a question for a guest, put it to rest. Live a life of holiness, lead by example. Follow at Catholic.dead and many tingled. (laughs) Christ leads our way, he's the good shepherd. Pray for one another, be blessed, and be there. Different points of view, and highs and lows. Perspective everywhere you go, open up your mind and drown out the noise and see if this connected. Different point of view. Hi. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> you see? that's
3: not how I see. <laughs> <laughs> I, just... <laughs> well, I hope this audio works.
2: <laughs> oh, what do you think you'll
0: This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest. But not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s, with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at The Cabin in Running Springs, California. The Cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of The Cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin.com. 2021. Again, that's at the cabin 2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.